Hello and welcome to the Oak Grove Christian Church Conversations podcast, where we explore different topics and discuss what scripture has to say about them. Our goal with this podcast is to try and be helpful to you. I'm Justin, the family and worship minister here at Oak Grove in Arden, North Carolina. I'm here with the preaching minister, Archie Gilmer. Make sure to like and subscribe to our Facebook page and YouTube account so you won't miss any future episodes or services. Also, make sure to comment your thoughts and give us feedback on these episodes. We're here again, uh, Oak Grove Christian Church Conversations, uh, Archie Gilmer and Justin Miller. Turning a corner here and maybe changing, I don't know if we're changing directions or if we're just, come, we're just kind of following a different idea, which I think is helpful in the times that we're living in. And You know, a lot of people, part of our purpose in this podcast is to try to put out information that's going to be helpful for spiritual growth for each of us and for those who are listening. Maybe just maybe just to kind of put information out there about maybe things that people are asking about on a regular basis or people that need to know that are searching for God and le- learning how to grow in Christ. And we decided, uh, we've after some, dis- after some discussion, we decided we were going to refer back to a book that we both have read in the past. We both feel like it's a good uh, resource for spiritual growth, and it's, it's actually called uh, Celebration of Discipline. Richard Foster is the author of that book. Uh, if you're if you're a book reader and or if you've gone to any Bible college, you're most likely have already read that book, mm-hmm. and and that's because it's a pretty good book to study when you're looking at spiritual growth things. So the first thing I want to point out as, before we get into, uh, we're not going to like do a book review. We're not doing that. We're we're just using the topics in this book over who knows how many episodes from now. And we're going to talk about spiritual growth and we're going to talk about the disciplines of spiritual growth so that we can all continue to grow in that and and learn from that. So we'll be referring to the book from time to time. So in the first chapter, it talks about Christian meditation, the discipline of meditation, which I think, and I think most people think that's something that most people don't really think about or talk about. Mm -hmm. It might even be a foreign idea to many of the listeners sure and if and and it's not it's not really what it is we're going to get into some of this it's not really what it sounds like when you talk about meditation the first thing i want to point out is the author points out at first samuel chapter 8 and verse 7 where it says they have rejected me from being king over them this is when the people were demanding a king they didn't you know they wanted a, a human leader to follow. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote this, the book, this, I don't think we're going to quote the book too often, but I'm going to this time. He says, the history of religion is the story of an almost desperate scramble to have a king, a mediator, a priest, a pastor, a go-between. In this way, we do not need to go to God ourselves. Such an approach saves us from the need to change For to be in the presence of God is to change. We do not need to observe Western culture very closely to realize that this is, that it is captivated by the religion of the mediator. So the reason I started off quoting that is because I I personally, from just from my experience in life and my experience in ministry, which is 
uh, not as much as many others, but it's not, I'm not brand new to ministry. So I have some experience and I have, I have noticed that there are many, many people within the body of Christ that are surface level. They seem to depend on their preacher or pastor or priest or whoever to be their go-between so that they don't either because they don't know that they can go to God or don't know how to go to God or scared or don't like the like the quote says have to change mm-hmm. and it's just easier sometimes maybe it's a cop out I mean they go talk to preacher and then I don't have to talk to God kind of thing sure and and that's just unhealthy it's, you're not going to grow that way so what 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 I want to do is Justin is ask you to just explain what Christian meditation is Sure. So that we can understand. So Christian meditation, uh, they make it pretty clear in here that it is, uh, and they kind of do it in a way of differentiating it between Eastern meditation, because when most people think of meditation, they probably think of Eastern forms of meditation. So some of those that they mention in here are Zen meditation or yoga meditation or something he calls TM, which is transcendental meditation. And the focus of a lot of Eastern meditations is to empty oneself, to, mm-hmm. to detach from the world, to right. be totally detached. The difference between Christian meditation is it is the process of emptying oneself in order to be filled. And so the, that key difference is what are we trying to be filled with, where the Eastern forms are just to be emptied. This is, we want to empty ourselves so that we can be filled by something, and that is the spiritual formation process. We want to be filled with the Spirit of God right. in this process. So that is the key difference in, in you know, what kind of the, I would say, one of the purposes of Christian meditation is, is a way that we can get rid of some things that are holding us down, maybe areas of our life where we're too busy with things because... You know, they talk a lot and hear about how the process of meditation is kind of counter to our busy lifestyles where we're constantly going and involved in many different things. This is a way for us to slow down in order to, to hear God better. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I would say to, to kind of explain Christian meditation, it's that way for, for us to slow down, to focus on God more intentionally, and to be filled by God's word and by God's spirit. Mm-hmm. So having said that, just want to make sure we point out that it would be an error to believe that this discipline of meditation, Christian meditation is some magic potion, mm-hmm. magic trick to get God to talk to you. Sure. Because God already wants to talk to 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 all of us mm-hmm. and he wants to hear from us and he wants us to hear him. It's just a matter of, it's a discipline that causes us to make that a priority in our life. Mm -hmm. And the intent, like you pointed out, is to be filled with whatever God wants to fill us with. True. And uh, ultimately take that into our work as disciple makers. So moving into our, another point as we talk about, so we talk about what is Christian meditation after you know what it is now okay so we talk a little bit more about the purpose of and romans 14 chapter 14 verse 17 talks about jesus leading us into uh, his righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit okay so if god's intent is to lead us in in more and more into him into christ and if you read uh 
the prayer of Jesus in the Gospel of John, the prayer is that we would be one with the Father like he is with the Father. Mm-hmm. So the purpose behind the meditation would be, in in my uh, understanding would be to get more and more in line with that, with that goal that God has for us. Sure. And I don't know how, I don't know how we can make disciples without being in line with his will, sure. without, without being made one with him and one with Christ. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is through God. So why wouldn't we make a deliberate effort to put our focus on that in whatever way? And we'll talk about how that looks later but in, in whatever way is most effective for us. Does it make sense? Sure, yeah, and, and I guess as a to, to go off that, where you're mentioning Scripture now, I think it's this is an important place because when, when we talk about the idea of Christian meditation, I think it's important to say that this is you know kind of a, a biblically ordained thing for us. You know, there's right. plenty of Scriptures that talk about you know this idea of meditation, and so the book gives a few Scriptures. So Genesis 24, 63, it says, I think... Of thee upon my bed and meditate on thee mm-hmm. in the watches of night. Psalms, you know, a lot of right. different psalms talk about meditating on God. And so Psalm uh, 119, 148 uh, says that uh, my eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I may meditate upon thy promise. And so so before we kind of get in more to that that purpose and maybe practice of it, you know, this, this is a scriptural thing of it, it kind of tells us and and shows us that people from the past have been meditating yeah, yeah. on God sure. and on uh, Scripture. And yeah, so, all, all of the all of the people that we read about throughout the history of God's people mm-hmm. were were constantly going away from other people sure. to focus on the on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that was even before Jesus, you know, came on the scene. I want to point this out before you go too far. Uh, Foster says that repentance and obedience are essential features in any biblical understanding of meditation, mm-hmm. which goes with along with what I read, the quote that I had from his book just a few minutes ago, where when we go before God, genuinely enter into his presence in meditation, it requires us to change. Mm-hmm. Because when we go before God, all of our imperfections are revealed. Mm-hmm. Which means we can't hide from them anymore, and we can't deny them. Yeah. So we have to either change or just stop going before Him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why He's saying repentance and obedience are essential for a, tr- a genuine understanding of what of what uh, meditation really is. And I think it's a ge- if you don't have an understanding of the purpose of meditation, then it's useless to you. Sure, and and so. I think with this one, just like other types of spiritual formation and, and in the title itself of this book, Celebration of Discipline, you know, it, it takes work to yeah. do a lot yeah. of these things. And so we have to have that realization, like you said earlier, this isn't like a magic trick to, right. to automatically grow closer to God or to hear from God just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is a process that's going to take a lot of work. That change doesn't happen overnight, you know, mm-hmm. it's confronting our own motives and our own selves can be a really challenging oh, yeah. thing to do. And a lot of times we yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah. And so, so this is a, a way for us to start engaging with that process of change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you want to you know, engage with this, which we encourage everyone to, to try Christian meditation, it's, you know, it's not going to be something that just happens right. the next day. You know, it's a, it takes work to, to grow this, 
That's true. spiritual life. I don't know how many people go into the preacher's office over the same issues that they want prayer about, mm-hmm. which is nothing wrong with that, but they do it for years yeah. with no change. And you start to wonder, are you really praying about it? Are you really getting with God about this? Mm-hmm. Or are you just not hearing what you want to hear from God? Or what you are hearing from God you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just ignoring it because it's not what... You, and that's, that's, that is surface level Christianity. Sure. And many people are there and it's not wrong to be there, but it's not, it's not right to stay there. Mm-hmm. We have to grow out of that and we have to go into a deeper level of our relationship with God. Sure. And, and it begins with meditation, mm-hmm. with Christian meditation. And we're going to talk about, because not, because hearing and obeying is crucial to proper meditation, Christian meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I want to go into now, we can talk about the different forms of Christian meditation. Because, sure. the, you know, it, it would be wrong of us to say you need to meditate, but then not tell everybody what's, yeah. you know, the details of, we're not going to go into great detail about it, but we're going to give you at least four, maybe even one more than that, depending on how we structure the whole thing. Forms, what we, what we what the book describes as forms of meditation, Christian meditation. Sure. And I think that, uh, and by the way, let me just say this before we talk about these, is this is not a list of how to do, if you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't get all of these right, you're doing it wrong. The key is that you, you get with God, seek his guidance, and be prepared to implement anything that God would lead you to do in order to follow his guidance in what he wants to do for you Sure. in your prayer time and in your meditation time. Because, by the way, meditation does not stand by itself. Mm-hmm. And as we, the next episode and the next episode and so on, all they all tie together mm-hmm. because meditation is different than your prayer life, but it is actually a part of your prayer life. Yeah, and and then there's some other disciplines that we're going to talk about that tie into it. But meditation, if you don't stop and ponder what's going on, then you won't ever understand. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So the first thing, let's get right into it here. Sure. Uh, the one form of meditation, the meditation of the scriptures, mm-hmm. as you study your Bible, which I know that most. people, I know I say this kind of seriously and at joking around at the same time. And I say it when I'm preaching all the time. It's like, because I know you're reading your Bible. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times people aren't reading their Bible. Sure. And they're not understanding why they're not hearing from God. Or they don't understand why God's not leading them in their de- major decision making. It's because they're not reading scripture. Sure. Or if they are reading scripture, it's also very surface level. They're just kind of reading over it and... And then they come to a conclusion that I don't I, I don't know how to understand this, so I just they just kind of read through it and get a few truth truth nuggets here and there, but they're reading through so fast that they're missing a great amount of things that God wants to bless them with. Sure. So basically, this idea of spiritual meditation, this meditation on Scripture, is reading portions of Scripture and then spending a large amount of time just pondering and evaluating and discussing with God what is said in that scripture, mm-hmm. in that particular part of scripture. And some some have even been known to take a verse, either a verse or a sentence, mm-hmm. or maybe even a word from time to time, and just take a week 
or two and ponder on what does what is why is that word there what does it have to do with whatever's around it in the in the writings what what does it mean what did it mean then what does it mean now and is it important mm-hmm. you know all that stuff and then there's the other uh, portion of uh, pondering the scriptures and meditating on the scripture where when you're studying your Bible, and I think everybody should do this, is when you're reading, let's say you're studying the book of Acts mm-hmm. for just an example. You've got to put yourselves at the scene. Yeah. while you're, You've got to read the Bible like it's a movie playing in your head. Yeah. And you're part of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're like in that movie. Yeah. And you're, you're there and you're watching these guys and this fire comes over their head and they start talking and you're like i'm not supposed to be able to understand these guys and yet i do mm-hmm. and then the spirit of god convicts you and you're cut to the heart the whole thing sure or you're one of those guys and, and the holy spirit comes on you and you start preaching the gospel for the first time and what what would that have been like mm-hmm. and if we read the scripture that way we will be a thousand times more engaged than we ever were sure and if we take time to ponder on what that is and what that must have been like, I believe that the Spirit of God will bring a greater understanding of the truth in the Bible than we'll ever do on our own just yeah. by simply reading it. So that's one form of meditation that I think is highly valuable sure. for the Christian life. Mm-hmm. So the second one is the, uh, what, what, what is yeah, that, so described? How do, you, how do you describe that one? Yeah, there's another one that they kind of title as this centering down yeah. approach. And so uh, before I get into that, I wanted to read this one quote uh, that he has from this book where, because I'm, I'm going to be talking a little bit about posture here. Yeah. And so he talks about, you know, what, what is posture? And, and he says, you know, like in one sense, your posture doesn't really matter, but in another sense... It's of the utmost importance. It's like, oh, right. what, what does that mean? Physical posture. Yeah, right. and, and so he says here that the body, the mind, and the spirit are inseparable. Tension in the spirit is telegraphed in body language. And so what he's saying is that you know our bodies and our spiritual uh, lives are intertwined. And so if we got something going on, like emotionally or spiritually, and it's not good, it's probably going to translate over into right. like, our body language, maybe we're slumped over, or maybe we're just like really agitated. You know, people that are frustrated, if they're chewing gum, you'll see them like just chewing yeah. it really hard and yeah. things like that. And so he, he makes this point of saying how that is translated, like our spiritual lives can physically be translated into our bodily movements and mm-hmm. things. And, and I think you can take that the other way too, where you know if, if you do certain body movements or postures, that can maybe help influence some of your spiritual life, right. if that makes sense. And so, with, with that being said, we'll get into this centering down approach, which uh, it's, it's this idea of, you know, you would find a place for your meditation, and you're, you're meditating on maybe the things that are kind of controlling your life at, at this point, things that are holding you down, things that you just want to release, things you, you'd like to get rid of and, and have God's help to get rid of those things. Mm-hmm. So, so he describes it in this way of where you you sit in a a quiet place and you take your palms and you put them face down on your knees and all these stresses of life that you have that you want to get rid of this posture of your palms being down is a way for you to kind of symbolically say i want to release all of these things to god and when you finished kind of going through that process of what are these anxieties and stresses that i have you turn your palms over turn them up 
And it's this act of receiving from God. And, and you ask God in those times, you know, let me have your peace about these situations. Let me have your guidance about these things. And then a really important part that he mentions for this is then you just wait. You, yeah. you sit in that silence. Maybe you hear something. Maybe you don't. And he says, that's fine. You know, either one is okay. It's this, it's this habitual process of you know, telling God, which similar to prayer, but a little bit different because you're trying, like you're, you're it's more of an active listening than yeah, just talking. Exactly, so active listening. So, so it's this process of I'm releasing these things to God, and I'm receiving from God at the same, mm-hmm. like at, at the other time when I've released. So that's that's a really good way to show when we talked about at the beginning of this idea of emptying ourselves in order to be filled. Right. So when your palms are down, you're emptying yourself of these things holding you down right. and then you're trying to fill yourself back up with God yeah. when your palms are up. And so I think that center down approach is, is really helpful when you're trying to, yeah. Well, I'll give you two examples mm-hmm. of that type of activity. One was when David was called out in his sin mm-hmm. and God's punishment for that was to take the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, David fell on his face, like literally prostrate on the, on the floor and would not be consoled and would not be dealt with, would not eat. And his entire purpose was to ask God to change his mind about that baby. Mm-hmm. Well, the answer was no. And what, what's always been interesting to me is as soon as the answer was no, as soon as the baby died, David got up, went over, sat down and ate and accepted God's answer. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate God, mm-hmm. didn't turn against God, didn't like the answer, but he heard from God sure. because of his actions, mm-hmm. right? He was aware that it was, he was keenly aware that this is God's answer. Whereas many people today are trying to hear from God, but they're not sure mm-hmm. if it's God. And I think maybe because they're not engaging in this type of meditation, they're not really doing something to be tuned in. So the second example would be Sunday, Sunday morning or any other day for that matter when worship is going on and you see people lifting up their arms and singing. Mm-hmm. When we're praying and someone's lifting up their arms, it's the same thing. Sure. It doesn't really do, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, it's not a manipulation thing to make God do something. Sure. It's really just an action that speaks to the person's state at that time. Yeah they're tuned in or not mm-hmm. so and it doesn't mean that if you don't do those things it's wrong it's just what that is yeah so then the, okay so then we move on to that's uh, a, a second uh, form of meditation which uh, there, there's a lot there's a lot to be talked about in each of these mm-hmm. so it's but we're just going to give you the information and hopefully that you can think about them and meditate on them really the, the th- a third one is the meditation upon what uh, upon creation basically observing creation and not really doing anything but just observing creation and letting god show you who he is yeah and if you live in any part of the world that god created you should be able to do this mm-hmm. makes sense yeah. and there's and, and if you're able to travel it's even better because you can see a lot of different places that god's created oh yeah and that goes even further if you just sometimes if sometimes if you just sit somewhere in a public place and just watch people mm-hmm. and how they interact with one another, not in a creepy way, mm-hmm. but just be a people watcher. 
observe what people do and you're you're witnessing what God has created yeah and God will if you just be quiet in that God will speak to you and and his glory will be revealed to you right and and you will have an understanding about God that you never would have had it if you didn't slow down and basically what they say smell the roses mm-hmm. you know and 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 a prime example is when my wife and I moved here to the mountains we were kind of in awe about the mountains yeah cuz it was like amazing there's all kinds of things about the mountains that are amazing mm-hmm. well we've been after about a year of being here i started noticing that I'm used to the seeing the mountains to the point where they're not amazing me every time I see them, Mm -hmm. even though I still think they're amazing. And I still have times when I just go out there and just look at them as like, wow. But I'm, when I drive to the store or when I driving around town or just going places, it's become common. And this is what meditation helps us to avoid Mm -hmm. is to not allow God's presence in our life to become something that we overlook. Sure. So that's that's important that we uh, do that as well. And sometimes we can go to the beach to do that. We can go we can go downtown in a city to do that. Yeah. As long as we are meditating, getting away from the rush of this world, and just focusing on God while we do it. And then the last one uh, we can talk about together. There's there's such a thing as meditating on the events of the time or mm-hmm. what's going on in culture. Yep. And I think right now is 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 probably what's going on in our culture these days right here in 2020 there's there's plenty of obvious things that are going on in a sudden manner uh basically uh, and I'll let you talk about this a little bit sure. basically this thing is it's it's a, it's about re, it's about meditating on scripture mm-hmm. and also meditating on the question of okay what is going on and what what is God doing here? What is going on in the world and what's God doing in it? What is he moving towards and what is my part in it? How do I participate or not participate? Sure, yeah. And, and so and here they, they have this quote, which uh, I think traditionally it's thought of that Karl Barth said this, but they have it in here too, where uh, this form of meditation that we're talking about is best accomplished with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper mm-hmm. in the other. So uh, it's it's how can we look at events that are happening, whether they are, and here they say political events, but you know any any kind of events around the world happening, maybe they're natural disasters or things like that that are happening. Yeah. How can we look at these events and meditate on these events without trying to gain some kind of like power or anything from the event? Right. But but how can we see how God is moving in this? What does God have to say about the events happening. And, and it's kind of like that process earlier where we were talking about it's just kind of this act of just listening, active listening, mm-hmm. where we might not get an answer right. sometimes, but sometimes we might. And, and then maybe it's it's a way, like that idea of having the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other, like what events are happening and maybe how is Scripture speaking to yeah, those events. Right. Because, because we believe that Scripture, just like uh, Hebrews 4.12 says, you know, Scripture is alive and powerful. Yeah. It's, it's active. And, and so scripture is alive. And so how is this book that we think is a living book speaking into our lives today? And so this idea of, yeah, meditating on uh, the events happening is not necessarily, I guess they say it's a little different because it's not necessarily like just ourselves. It's how are, like, what is happening around the world? Can I get some kind of prophetic voice or, or some kind of 
word from God, you know, as you know, the word prophetic means, like, can I get a word from God about these things yeah. happening? Some knowledge, something. To, mm-hmm. So, okay, so what we do know is since the beginning of man, there's been problems in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And there have been some major events, yeah. terrible catastrophe, a bunch of people died, a bunch of people suffered, injustices, you name it, it's been happening in this world. Mm-hmm. The entire time, God is God. Yeah. His kingdom is his kingdom. And the work of the kingdom, since Jesus died and was resurrected and went on to be with the Father and the Spirit of God was given to the believers, the work has been always to make disciples, to tell people that Jesus is a Christ. So really, this particular uh, a form of meditation is beneficial to answer the question, how do I make disciples in, in the middle of whatever's going on in the world that I'm living in? Mm-hmm. How do I survive this, whatever this might be in, in the world? How do I uh, either contribute to making it better or not contribute to making it worse? Yeah. But how do I represent the kingdom of God in the middle of it all? Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if we don't, uh, if we don't do I think if we don't have a little bit of all of this going on, as far as these forms of meditation, then we, we're going to be uh, spiritually disabled when it comes to serving the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. We're not going to know how to love people in the middle of hard times or tragic times or stressful times. We're, not going to le- we're, not, we're definitely not going to have what we need to love the people that are not loving us, mm-hmm. right? Especially if there's a mass number of people doing it. True. You know, if we're going to be persecuted as we're promised to be. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest, this is where I would say, you know, this is why we study our Bible. This is why we hold Bible studies at the church and in our homes. This is why we have church services and worship services and prayer meetings. All of these things that we do in the church and on our, in our on our own with our families is to prepare us. So that when we're meditating and looking at what's going on in the world and we're just looking, waiting for God to guide us through it. We have a resource, mm-hmm. but if we wait till something bad happens and we're not meditating, we're not praying, we're not studying, we're not, we're barely living any kind of Christian life. Mm-hmm. We won't have any way to know. Yeah, and, and to to go to go on with with this a little bit, and I wanna, I don't, I don't want to say backtrack, but to to make another note about this last form mm-hmm. of meditation that we read about, they have this. I think it's a great quote from Thomas Merton who says that in order to fully experience Christianity uh, in, in our own time, he, he says that one who has meditated on the passion of Christ but not meditated on the extermination camps of Auschwitz. Right. You know, th- this book was written uh, a right. while ago. but well, During that time. Yeah, yeah and, and so this, this is kind of a way of you know, if, if you're not trying to experience certain parts of Scripture through a lens that makes more sense to you, because I think there's this detachment that we might have from Scripture of our lived experience and our lives now are much different than those events and times in Scripture. So we need to find ways to connect the two and have that bridge between how is our lived experience in like how can we compare that to right. those experiences of right. scripture so they're saying like if we're meditating on the passion of Christ but not but not meditating on that in a way of saying like can, can you fully understand how much suffering happened during that crucifixion of Jesus if you aren't 
kind of comparing that to the suffering that's happening now. And, and so there, there's... And if you're not meditating on both, then mm-hmm. how would you ever really get to the bottom of that? Sure. And, and so it's this way of saying, like, you know, in, in order for us to connect more deeply with Scripture, which can at times feel like we're disconnected from it, you know, that's why they're saying, let's have the Scripture in one hand and newspaper mm-hmm. in another, you know. How are the events I'm living through... Right. How can I compare those to some right. of the things happening in Scripture? Yeah, and and what? how is God going to use those events to bring people to himself? Because mm-hmm. that's really what the bottom line is. Sure. Let me let me finish the what you quoted out of the book. Yeah. Because uh, it, I think it's important for, for understanding this forms of my, my, meditation. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, meditating on what's going on. It, you read the first sentence where you said uh, uh, form of meditation. This form of meditation is best accomplished with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in another. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to read the next sentence where it says, "You must not, however, must not, however, be controlled by the absurd political cliches and propaganda fed to us." Mm-hmm. And that this was written not a little while ago, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's still true. That statement is still true today. You cannot. Be consumed by media to the point where it trumps the Word of God and the Spirit of God in your heart. Sure. Ultimately, these are spiritual disciplines that we're going to be talking about. Next, In our next episode, we're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of prayer. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is... If we don't have, if we don't, if we're not having this meditation, this discipline of meditation as a part of our life, we are leaving the Holy Spirit with really nothing to work with. Yeah. Because that's that's what He does. He's here to teach us and remind us and guide us, and sometimes even pray for for us in a, in our place because we don't have words. Mm-hmm. He He's here to do all of those things. If we're not feeding the Word of God into our hearts and our minds, if we're not uh, feeding ourselves with what's going on in the world in, in, a, in, a, in a way that's moderate and enough to, to give the Spirit of God something to talk to us about. If we're not studying the Bible, we're not praying, we're not having fellowship with other believers, if we're not looking around at what God's created, if we're not acknowledging God, then the Spirit of God has nothing to work with and there's no spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And of course, you you haven't heard from God. Of course, you're not hearing from God. It's of course, of course, you, he, he. It's not that he's not talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's because you're not, you haven't made yourself in it, put yourself in a position to be hearing him. Either because you didn't know you should, or because you're just way too busy with living in the world. Because maybe that's become more important, or because you don't want to, because it means you have to change. Sure. And I think all three of those are true for all of us from time to time. So that's what we have for this episode. I mean, we, 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 we could have talked about this for hours, but yeah. it's just there for you to discover and get the book, read the book. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Foster, this book is, it's, it was written, uh, World War II time. Well, or, I'm not or sure. Just after then? I'm not sure exactly. The, the book I have is from 1978. Exactly. So I'm yeah. not sure. If that this was probably a revised the, version also. Yeah, it might be. I, so, I really don't know. Either way, just get the book. What's it called? Uh, uh, Celebration of Discipline. Yeah, Celebration of Discipline. It's all about the spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going through it for a bunch of episodes from here on. And when we're done going through it, we'll let you know and we'll see what we're going, to, we're going to do. But it's important that you tune in if you're interested in this kind of thing because they all go together. Mm-hmm. And right now we're talking about the inward disciplines. Yep. 
for the Christian. So uh, that's all I have for that. Yeah, yeah. Take some time this week. Slow down a little bit. Right. Maybe maybe practice some of these forms of meditation. But yeah, uh, like take Ar- advantage of the shutdown. Yeah, yeah. Like Archie said, you know, if, if you're interested, pick up the book, follow along, and uh, hope to see you all next time. Hey, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We also want to encourage you to subscribe once again to the podcast, and you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel and share it with your friends and family. We would love to hear your feedback in the comment sections or find us on our Facebook page and contact us through Facebook Messenger. Again, we are here at Oak Grove Christian Church, 5 Morris Road, Arden, North Carolina. I'm Archie Gilmer with Justin Miller. Thanks again for listening to Oak Grove Christian Church Conversations. We love you and the Lord loves you. See you next time.